Welcome to the Sharing Kindness podcast, where we explore the power of kindness and the positive mindset to change the world for a better place and really just create a positive change. I'm your host, Tess, and today we have my co-host here, Kyle. (laughs) Hey guys. Hey, Tess. How you doing? Yeah, good. In today's episode, we'll be exploring why it's important to help kids build self-confidence and we'll be sharing some very easy and powerful tools and strategies on how you can help your kids with just this. So whether you're a parent, a caregiver or a teacher or just simply interested in helping children thrive, we hope you'll join us and explore the power of raising confident children. So let's get started, Kyle. Awesome, Tess. Thanks for the intro. I think I'm really excited about today's episode focusing on confidence. I know that there's a lot of kids who struggle with this, and I don't think just kids. This is something that a lot of people struggle with is having that self-confidence. I know that I was quite a shy kid, believe it or not, and I think it really took a while for me to build up that confidence. So I'm excited to to learn more. Um, I guess I wanted to ask you, why do you think it's so important to focus on raising confident kids? Confidence is such a crucial aspect to just help children develop and just honestly feel good about themselves in their own abilities, which then turns them into a confident child, which will take on new challenges and experiences and just simply build a lot of resilience. And confidence and resilience just go hand in hand on so many points. And with that confidence, many children struggle to make friends. They might struggle in school or, yeah, even just trying new things. Yeah, I'm really excited about today's episode as well because like you said I've got very experience about confidence as well and I feel my thing is like everyone's always thought that I'm so confident yet on the inside I often crumble and reassess and re rethink about so many things that go out and go oh why why didn't I say that and yeah (laughs) very close to my heart (laughs) Uh, yeah totally I can relate on that one as well I think fortune favors the bold and I think that a lot of people are the same as you and probably the same as me as well where we just feel very nervous, but you don't see that. Like the feelings are on the inside and confidence is really one of those things where you can fake it till you make it a lot of the time. It's the feelings between nervousness and excitement is the same thing. It's just how you think about it, which is pretty crazy. Absolutely. And even just that vulnerable moment, it's like the minute we hit record on this, it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Confidence. Yep. And people think, oh my gosh, she always, she always seems so collected and always with it. And I was like, no, my God, like I'm, I'm really not. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think a thing that's really close to my heart as well is before we dive into the more how-tos and the strategies, it's really good to define what it is that we're talking about. And I know we've mentioned in many other podcasts before, both you and I love Brene Brown and she's just so good at defining things so she's even gone even defining love and how do you define these things and she's just absolutely brilliant about it the way Brene Brown defines confidence is that it's a belief in one's abilities basically and a a belief in your own qualities and judgments not the absence of fear or vulnerability or anything but it's rather the ability to acknowledge and work through feelings that come and, and just take action despite the feelings. 
Wow. So it's kind of, I know, and she also goes in to talk a lot about, it's very different from the bravado, she calls it, or like the ego and arrogance. Yeah. Because I feel yeah. like this has always been very mulled with that, I suppose. It's like. Totally. I was actually going to ask you that because I was like, what is the difference between confidence and I don't know, like you get some people who you're just like, you are so full of it. And just that, how do you get that self-confidence that's not like a braggart or I don't know. I don't know what the right term is, to be fair. I think in the, what she always talks about is like the arrogance. Arrogance, yep. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, exactly. Versus the confidence is yeah. an arrogant person actually lacks confidence. And arrogance and bravado is like a defensive way of living. Totally. Like people put a mask on and then they hide from their insecurities. And the easiest way so to hide from insecurities is to point out other people, perhaps flaws or, and confidence is really built on like perfectionism and like shame. It's very mm. brittle and it cracks very easily. <laughs> That's a really good thing to call out. I'm glad that you're defining this test because yeah, when I think of confidence, I do think of the guy who's clearly got a chip on his shoulder and is so quick to get into like confrontations and things. You're like, dude, relax. It's, it's what is up with you? So it's good that you're defining confidence as a belief in your abilities and a belief in your own judgments and not that arrogant bravado that you've defined as well. Exactly. And it's just so many benefits of being confident as well. And this is, and I know it touches, like it gives you, like, I think the number one thing is resilient because you try new things. It gives you a positive mindset, like improved mental health and just improved relationships and just, uh, yeah, a child is simply able to live a more fulfilled life doing things that they love. And yeah, so it's, yeah, it's so close to my heart. And I think it's a topic that will continually be mentioned in our podcast and in everything we do with Sharing Kindness because it's part of our mission. It's we're trying to raise resilient children. We're trying to raise a resilient next generation and teach them the tools that will help them live more fulfilling, rewarding, and grateful lives. And confidence does, it, it comes from that ability to be thankful. And it comes from a sense of, of gratitude. I really do think like it comes from knowing that you are worthy of love, knowing that you are a good person, knowing that you have good judgment, that you're, you have a good sense of purpose as well. All of those things help you with confidence and help you build up your self-confidence and self-worth. So it's all interconnected. And we've done a, a few podcasts now talking about different things like the power of positive thinking. I think that one primary theme that I see in all of this is that it's a practice. It's not something you're necessarily born with. Even people who do seem to have that kind of born ability to be confident still have this practice, whether they know it or not. It's a mindset. Uh, 100%. And that practice is, is like a muscle and it's like anything going to the gym the first few times practicing is going to, it's going to feel awkward, but the more you do it and the more you get out of your comfort zone to, to practice it. And I think one of my reasons, like my biggest, my biggest reasons why I think it's so important is because from growing up, like I was very good at sports and I always won a lot of races and all that thing, but like my entire self-worth is attached to achievements and you touched mm. on it before, but the one and only thing that I want to, my kids to know is that, that their worth is by being themselves, like that they are worthy just the way that they are. And no matter what race or no matter what grade that they get in school, they are worthy. And by having yeah. confident confidence within yourself that I am worthy, it, 
yeah, it sets them up for life. So important. And it's such a great foundation, isn't it? It's, you think of the analogy of building your house on rock versus building your house on sand. I think when you're building your self-confidence on external validation, then it's, you're building your house on sand. And if a big storm comes along or the tide comes in, your house is going to wash away. Your self-worth, self-confidence is gone. But if you're building it on a solid foundation of the fact that you know who you are and that you're, you've got confidence in your abilities, in your characteristics, in, in your judgment, and knowing the difference between right and wrong, those things that you know deep down that you've got that, that, that is the rock that you're building your entire life off. And I think that's a, probably a real thing to say is that self-confidence is the foundation the rest of your entire life is built on top of. Yeah, 100%. And that's why my whole company is built on three pillars and it's confidence, kindness, and resilience. And it's basically, and they're all interconnected with so much more about this whole world of positive mindset and children's psychology is like, they all just interconnect. But like you said, and I, an analogy that I also like is like confidence is that it's like the root system of the big tree that no yeah. matter exactly, no matter what floods or storms or whatever it is, it's going to stand there. And whereas then that then leads into resilience as well, but res being resilient also leads into being confident. And then by Definitely. being yourself, you are so more likely and so much mm. easier to share that kindness and share that worth with others. Definitely. And I think as well, it's so important to teach this to kids because they're just getting started on building their house. So like they're starting to build their lives. I like the tree analogy as well. You may as well make sure that you're planting the tree in a good spot where its roots can grow deep early on in life while it's still a sapling before it's, you've got to dig the roots out and start over. It's a lot of work when you're a parent or an adult to go through and figure out why have you been your whole life internally scared or feeling like an imposter, feeling all these negative emotions and trying to address the root cause. It's much easier to do that as a, that's a young sapling, let's say. <laughs> oh, and this is it. And like the thing is, and even the analogy of that root system with a thick, what's the thing called of the tree? Like this. The trunk. The trunk. Yeah, I was going to say it's called stem in, in Swedish, but I was like, my God, that's so not the word in English. <laughs> <laughs> and seeing that it flows on the flow and effect of that, like is truly into all the relationships that you then have with everyone is if you're really sure of yourself in a humble and yet comforting way, and you practice that self-compassion by, by just truly being yourself, you are so much more likely to then meet, attract the same types of friends, but even 100%. if then, you know, portray you, betray you or it may happen. If you can stand still and stand strong in yourself as that trunk, you're going to cope with those setbacks and those challenges so much easier or in a lot more gentler way about yourself. So Definitely. I couldn't agree more because there's so many aspects of your, your children that you're trying to help them with, whether it's academically, whether it's socially, whether it's when they get to the age where they do start forming re relationships, they're looking for partners later in life, hopefully not too early. <laughs> you want them to be able to know what they're worth and you want them to also to be able to avoid people who are not out to help people. There are bad actors in the world. There are people who will hurt people. There's narcissists. There's some very dark characters. And if you do have the self-confidence, then those types of, let's say, bad actors can't play you as easily because they do play on insecurities like to people from leaving them or just all of that aspect of things as well. 
I took that a very dark route. I'm sorry, guys. No, but this is real. It really is. And I think, yeah, I think if there was hands down one thing that I wish that I had learned from an earlier age, it is self-worth. 100%. I just know. And yeah, when it comes to teaching children confidence, one of the most important things to provide is a supportive and encouraging environment. True. Yeah. Yeah. And but on the contrary to that, so this is why I was able, like, it needs to be a very supportive and encouraging environment. Yes, correct. However, we have also, this generation of parents have been called out to be the praise junk. Let me explain that. Yes, it's very interesting because essentially, and not saying because that is who I use all this still to some degree at time, but I'm, I've become a lot more aware of it. But it's about learning to praise the effort that put into a task or a whatever it is or a relationship or whatever it is and not praising the outcome. Mm, so interesting. Yeah. Yes, isn't it? Like, and instead of the accomplishment, and this comes back to what I said before, how the only self-worth I've ever had was to my achievements. So if I yeah. did well, oh my God, good, you're so good. However, it doesn't teach a growth mindset and it doesn't teach you confidence because if you then don't do good, then basically you don't feel good about yourselves. So praising. So the number one single most is like encouraging environment, but trying to praise the effort and recognizing the effort rather the outcome and the accomplishment that comes from their effort or the progress. Okay. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. And I know that a lot of people the voice that they have internally in their head is actually the voice of their parents because that was the first person who was there constantly giving them either encouragement or if you're unfortunate, more criticism. And that can be the voice in your head. You get some people who have a lot of shame around their bodies and you look back and you're like, it makes sense when you see that their mom was just constantly critiquing their appearance. So you're like, wow, that's so unhealthy. Of course. And, this, you know, and we don't mean it. And I think this is my coming from me. From a personal perspective is like when I try and tell them that hey, maybe try and write that a little bit more on the line and not so much under the line. And this yep. is it, where it was, and it's hard because I don't mean to critique. And this is once again, we did an episode of perfectionism. That was a that good episode. Sandcastle. Yeah. It's a hard, it's a, it is a very, enough to me, because obviously this whole self-worth doesn't come naturally and I'm still having to rewire parts of my brain. And every time I go into situations of trying to teach my kids things, it is like I have to constantly remind myself that doesn't matter if they write it that way or does it matter? Like, and just constantly trying. I was like, effort, effort. And I was like, oh my God, you put a lot of detail into that. Which one was your favorite color? It's like, my favorite color was probably this one or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Because that it's, way I'd have the natural ability to learn from the mistakes a little bit. Totally. Rather. And I think that's the important thing, isn't it? You've got to learn through letting your kids make their own mistakes. You've got to let your kids learn through that process. I mean, it's very, uh, there's a Buddhist philosophy, the Zen philosophy, where it talks about just letting go. And I think sh humans in general, especially parents, would struggle with that concept because how do you let go of something that you have brought into this world and allow them to make mistakes? You don't want to let them make mistakes. You want to make sure that they have the best opportunities in life and that you're protecting them. And I think that instinct can be such a beautiful, healing, maternal instinct, but at the same time, it can also 
like everything good can have a bad side too. So you, you do need to make sure that your kids are just able to make their own mistakes. Exactly. And it's just, once again, it's a learning process and it's just about becoming aware. But yeah, and I, yeah honestly, it, and it's profound and it's a constant practice for me anyway. Perhaps my perfectionism claims that I should be, but <laughs> that mean devil little thing on my side is getting quieter and quieter for each time I practice it. To be fair, you're leading the way in a lot of ways. So I don't think you need to be too hard on yourself. Like we're all human, right? We're yeah. just on this journey doing the best that we can. 100%. So that's number one, basically praising and recognizing the effort rather than the accomplishment or the outcome, which then takes me to the second way to teach a child confidence is to take on new challenges. And yeah, nice. So yeah. that could be like trying a new sport or getting them into a new activity. What would be some examples, I guess? Yeah. And this is exactly like even just setting the table at home and then letting go of the outcome. <laughs> that doesn't matter. The fork is on the other side. of the yeah. 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 You think that we're eating soup with forks? <laughs> and it really just, um, it allows them to just develop a new skills, but a new sense of accomplishment. And for me, every time that my children do something that perhaps seems a little bit scary at first, I even say these words. I know this might feel and seem a little bit scary at first, but let's see what you feel like once you have done the scary little things. Oh, and then when they do it, it's, oh, how did you feel now? It's, oh my God, I feel amazing now. It's, oh, and do you know what happened? Your brain just grew a little bit stronger because you did something that seemed scary at first. And they're like, oh, so now my kids are like, <laughs> they do something new and they're like, did my brain grow? Did it grow? <laughs> I love that. That's such a great, like positive reinforcement. That's a great idea. Because there's the whole difference between a fixed and a growth mindset. Like the worst thing that we could, I suppose, let our children think is that it's fixed. It can't be, it can't be any other way. Whereas there's, oh, there's a, I follow Marie Folio. I'm not sure if you've ever, she's just a multi-entrepreneur. I just love her because she dances as well. And I was like, oh, oh my nice. God. Yeah. She's like hip hop. I'm not a hip hop <laughs> She has written, and if, for anyone who's listening, I absolutely love her book. And she's got a book that's called Everything is Figuratable. And nice. basically, she goes to say that if every child just has an underlying belief system that beneath every single other belief that they may or may not have, then you could just teach them that everything is figuratable. The only things that aren't figuratable are like facts of life, like death yeah. or gravity and things like that. But that you can't always figure out how to live. It might not feel pleasant if, you know, you've had someone pass away or something, but you'll still be able to figure out a way to live on in a different way. So it is still figureoutable in some way. So that's, I say that to my children all the time, take on a new challenge because everything is figureoutable. That's awesome, Tess. What a great lesson. Yeah, I love that. But yeah, and then number three is, of course, using affirmations and teaching children coping strategies. So going back to this whole self-negative talk, and this is where one of my products comes in that I've developed some positive affirmation cards that are really good for confidence because that's the underlying core reason why I, yeah, I created them to so that my kids could have a lot more self-worth and just feel confident and just that resilience. No, that's great. Affirmation cards are fantastic. I 
trying to do these daily, but maybe I need some cards. If I could buy some off for sharing kindness. It's even, exactly. You can say them out loud. You can write about them or, but the way that I try and use affirmation cards with my kids is like, focus, not, don't try and read too many at the same time or in the same yeah, session. Yeah, good point. Focus on two or three perhaps, and then just really repeat those ones often and often, because I think I've read something that something needs to be repeated repeated at least seven times in the same session for it even to commute to on some levels. Yeah. yeah affirmation cards are 100% the one of, if not the most powerful way that you could re-shift that self-talk into believing in yourself. That's really powerful. I think what we should do is we should, every episode, we should read out a sharing kindness affirmation, and that can be the, the affirmation of the day. Yes. That's a really good point. And I've got one right here. Oh, no. What a coincidence. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like, oh my God, I can fight. <laughs> and this one says, I do everything with love. I am proud of who I am. Nice. I love that. Look at that. It's a beautiful affirmation card too. <laughs> yeah, it's stunning. Yeah. I know I need these cards exactly as much as my kids do. Nothing yeah. worse. I don't think you ever grow out of affirmations. No, I think I it's super important. So that's three. Number four, set realistic goals and celebrate milestones are really powerful when it comes to confidence. And you're really good at this though. You're really good. Yeah. Oh my God. Really, yeah. Like, I haven't. I've had to learn how to do this stuff. Like it's definitely not something that I was born with. That's for sure. A lot of trial and error. <laughs> <laughs> but you're good. But like you are and like you're always so celebrative and so, oh my God, now you did this test. And I was like, oh, and thank you. I still get to the day. Don't think that I have managed this and I, and hand on my heart. I don't actually think that this is something that I do often enough with my children. And that's just me being honest because it's a healing process for myself as well. This whole process of parenting is, yeah. it is what it is and it's okay the way it is. Exactly. But I just, because every single time I reach a goal, there's always another goal. And I think this is me. They're like yeah. the hundred meter sprint. Like there's always a PB. There's always a PB to attain. To be, yep. Totally. And I guess that's it. Like I, I can't remember where, because I've read a lot of self-help books and I really try to read as many of these types of books as I can. It's been something I've done since I was probably 16, 15, 16. And I think that it really does come down to the fact that we do shift the goalposts all the time. And that is what keeps us on the treadmill, what keeps us on the rat race, always trying to obtain the next thing. And we've talked a lot about this in mm -hmm. conversations as well as on the podcast, like setting goals is a great thing to do. But you also need to celebrate when you achieve the goals. And I think especially for kids, because that is the dopamine that we need. That reward circuitry is so important. That's what keeps us hooked to social media and all the digital stuff is like that little dopamine hit of likes and comments and validating things. So definitely setting realistic goals, I think is such a fantastic way to teach kids confidence because when you achieve that, no matter what it is, it's a good feeling. It makes you realize that you can achieve things. And uh, it could be as simple as making your bed in the morning. That's, I don't remember who said that, but just starting by making your bed in the morning is such a, it's the first act you're like, look at me go, I'm already taking things off the list. <laughs> it's I've a great habit to hold to. I've read that yeah. book, it's called Make Your Bed and it's an ex-military guy actually. That's the one, that's the one. Yeah, yeah that's what I was thinking about. God, yeah. I was gifted yeah. that book like yonks ago. And I was no like, way. 
what a profound, and he's basically an ex-military guy and said, because yep. that is your, like when everyone gets up in the morning, like that is an achievement and everyone exactly. has to have a perfect and all these things, but he's, but it gives you a sense of accomplishment and That's you it. start your, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I need to be, <laughs> <laughs> pile on my night desk is like literally about to like fall over I think. <laughs> yeah. There's always an endless amount of books. Maybe a goal to set is to read one book <laughs> per month or something. Yeah. <laughs> Realistic goals. <laughs> I know. I need to just start reading books in the morning instead of at night because I forget about what I read all the time. Yeah. That's no, that's, I listen to a lot of audiobooks. That's my new way of consuming content, but I still, I think I need to sit down and read more because it is actually quite a, a meditative practice. Yeah, indeed. All right, yeah. cool. So getting to the last bit of the five, the five ways that you can teach children confidence. And we've said this one before, drum rolls. <laughs> Model it, show the way, lead the way. And this is a tricky one because it, yeah. always, and I think this comes back to what I touched on before is this whole healing process because basically if we can show the way by being confident in our own ability children will naturally model and that just of and then and allow i think like allowing children to speak their mind have their own opinion and respect that but i think the number one thing that i want to say about this is like model confidence and it's a this is easier said than done. And I feel like we shouldn't be faking it as parents either. Yeah. And I think my experience and my, what do you call it? My, my strategy when it comes to this because is my strategy to trying to model confidence when I'm not feeling confident myself is to be confident in my not so confident way. And let me explain what I mean is that when I'm not feeling confident about something, I will say that in words instead of pretending. So I own my truth and I own yeah. my story rather than it's like it just gonna, and it gets fuller and fuller and you just oh, oh God, I'm afraid to think I'm confident here. Or, whereas instead, mm. it is the most profound and most powerful thing that you can then instead do is to let your kids in on the fact like, whoa. This seems a little bit scary. I haven't done this before. Or do you know what? I've done this many times before and it didn't go well at all, all those times. So I'm feeling a little bit worried now. So then if, and then you're modeling all of a sudden, you're modeling on how to express feelings rather than just yeah. suffocating yourself. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about the definition of confidence at the beginning of the show. Like the difference between arrogance and confidence is that arrogance is pretending and, oh, I'm fine. I've got this. When really inside you might be scared or feeling apprehensive, where I think confidence is actually being brave enough to be vulnerable and saying, I am scared, but I'm going to do this anyways. And that yep. is confidence, isn't it? So I think that that's so important. And that process is opening up and modeling doesn't mean always being the brave one and always being the one that's like, how is this person so incredibly confident? It's you no know, confidence is something that is a struggle for a lot of people. And I'm scared in doing this. And I'm going to tell you that I'm scared because this is something that I find challenging and I'm doing it anyways, even though I'm scared of this, that, yeah. that is confidence. Yeah. And that is like Brene Brown's exact words. Let me quote it. Like, as in, it's not, so it's a belief in one's abilities, qualities, and judgments. It, 
and is not the absence of fear or vulnerability, but rather the ability to acknowledge and work through emotions to take action despite the feeling. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> Renee Brown said that. <laughs> she's great. No, but she's just brilliant. And I think this is the whole, because I really just want you all, anyone who's listening out there is, it's one thing to model confidence, but yeah, don't fade, don't like, it is way more, like way more effective to, to work through the feelings and being honest and open about their stories, your stories and your, your insecurities instead of, instead of just holding it up and yeah, keeping it all in. But, and it's just, remember like building confidence is a gradual process, like it, Mm. and it's unique to everyone. Like it doesn't, yeah. So all strategies may not work for all children or all families and these are based and all the rest of it that we're always sharing, but they're also what works and what I like personally so I was I love that I think you know what I was going to say before is just going off that point of modeling the confidence and being the good example being the role model I think that rather than trying to fake it you need to put in the work for yourself because at the end of the day you can't change anybody else what you can do is you can change yourself and be an example for the people around you right so the people that you love will look to you and go, wow, something's changed in Tess. She just seems like very different, more confident. I don't know what it is. Or I'm looking at Tess and she just seems to be so positive all the time. What is it that she's doing? And gradually that kind of process of osmosis, it will just have that flow on effect, that ripple effect into other people's lives. So as a parent or just as a human being, it's important for you to put in the work for yourself so that you can then be an example for others. And it's not an easy process. Otherwise, everyone would be doing it. It's okay to give yourself permission to not always feeling great, not always feel confident, not always feel positive. Like you're going to go up and you're going to go down. Unfortunately, that's just the rule of life. Putting in the work, like we've talked about it so much on the show, is it's a, ma- it's a matter of showing up and doing the things that you know are going to help you in the long run form better habits of just being able for the things in your life by being more positive and looking for the positive aspects of even the worst situations. And then also, how do you be confident in your life by being vulnerable and admitting that you're scared, but still doing the things you know you need to do? Um, And if your kids see that, my God, you couldn't ask for a better lesson, I think, in life. Exactly. And just giving it a go. It's Give it a go. Give it a go. Yeah, but honestly, this is it. Give it a go. And I've said it many a times, but it it does feel awkward. The fact, like the very, I still remember the first time I was like telling my kids that I felt a little bit insecure or worried. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And like my child's mom, you're using a really strange voice. (laughs) Voice. And I was like, oh, I think this is like, they're like, just stop talking. Like, I was like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to talk about my feelings. (laughs) Oh, and they're like, yeah, exactly. So then I was like, take two, I'll try that another time. And then, yeah, and and the further it goes, the better it goes. And yeah, so be kind to yourself, be compassionate because it takes time and be patient, be supportive. And even, yeah, find someone to confide in and take, yeah, step by step. But just recap on the points though. So we've got- I was just about to ask if you wouldn't mind because I want to remember- how yes. do you raise confident kids? Exactly. So number one, 
praising the effort rather than the accomplishment or the outcome in a supportive and encouraging environment. Take on new, yeah, take on new challenges basically at their own leisure or not at their own <laughs> Number two, take on new challenges, whether that's like setting the table, new sport, anything that the children wants to do and hone in on the fact that every time they do something that feels scary at first, they will grow and they will practice that confidence muscle. Number three, use affirmations, mindfulness, breathing work, all of the things that comes with mindset and positive self-talk. Number four, celebrate realistic goals, break them down into smaller chunks and just celebrate, celebrate the milestones and to celebrate when something good happens. And then just model the confidence or try and show the way by, by either showing your emotions or, or your ways of trying on and trying new things. Yeah, that's the five. Perfect, Jess. Thank you so much for sharing all of those today. It's really encouraging, I think, for who's raising two amazing young girls, somebody who's launched an amazing company to help with like child education products to share what you'd recommend to raise confident kids. And I think the one takeaway for me is that you've got to model it yourself and really focus on being confident yourself to, to show your kids through example. And that means being vulnerable, being scared, being okay to make it's to like fail. To yeah. make mistakes, thank you, yep. And still give it a go and still do the things that you might be scared to do. That's true confidence. And yeah, I'm really grateful for you sharing all of that today. <laughs> and that's it. And honestly, like if there's anything that you guys could just take away with this episode too, is like starts within. And if you can teach yourself or teach your children to be kind and compassionate towards yourself, you're going to build such a strong foundation for sharing that kindness with others. I practice that self-kindness and self-compassion in, in any moment that you can because that's what makes us fulfilled and ultimately can just live a happier life. Amazing. Kindness starts within, right? Totally does. I think, I think that's got to be the motto. That's a yeah. fantastic line. It is. And I, like, and I know it now because naturally I've been kind to everyone else. But if I had a learn to be kind to myself i would have still been kind to everyone else so it would have been a double double yeah. win whereas yeah. now i just realized that yes of 100 percent starts within and it just yeah. yeah builds the strongest roots or rock or call it what you want but uh, yeah i think that's the most powerful thing we could end on Tess. so thank you so much for your time today thanks for walking us through those everyone watching please make sure that you do subscribe to us on all good podcasts platforms and on YouTube as well. We're trying to make sure that we're dropping episodes like this every week. So if you do find this useful, we'd love to hear from you. Drop a comment in the video or wherever you're watching this. I know that Tess and I love to see all the comments as well. So thank you so much for watching and thank you, Tess. Thank you. Cheers, Bye. guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>